0: The following podcast is brought to you in association with Let Us Talk Mental Health, the football team raising money for mental health charity Mind. You can follow them on Twitter at Let Us Talk underscore MH and also brought to you in association with The Proper Blokes Club, walking and talking, breaking the stigma surrounding men's mental health. For more information, go to www.theproperblokesclub.co.uk Welcome along to another episode of Off The Pitch with myself, Ryan and Dan. Good afternoon, everybody. Well, it's actually good evening, but hello, everybody. It's evening for us. We are off the pitch tonight, so there is no football chat. We haven't done one of these in a while, but we're going to indulge in another one of our interests. It used to be a passion, I think, for both of us, but the quality has sort of killed the passion and now it's a a fleeting interest. We're talking all things pro-wrestling, if it's allowed to be called pro-wrestling anymore, or sports entertainment. No, no, they've said wrestling on... on, uh, I've heard the words wrestling come out of Michael Cole's mouth. Oh, well, we'll get into that. But we've got to start with the big hoo-ha, following all in-out, shake it all about. What's it called? I think that's what we're going with. Oh, yeah, it's all in, all out, shake (laughs) it all about. AEW's all-out posts... Media scrum, scrimmage, scrum thing. Scrimmage, scrimmage. Yeah, it turned into a bit of a scrimmage. It did, didn't it? Because <laughs> CM Punk, being CM Punk, who uh, used to be a favourite of mine back in like 2010, lost his bits at the press conference today, didn't he? Sounds, sounds painful, doesn't it? I don't even know where it come from. This is the thing that amazed me. Is like the reporter just gets started and he's like, starts talking to him and he's like, "Do you still do improv? Who are you doing improv with? Are you still working with?" Got Colton who is Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana, yeah. Because obviously Punk and Colt have issues, big issues, more issues than Vogue. But for some reason, CM Punk just decided to start off. I'm not sure who he was mad or at. It was either attacking the media because they brought up something about Colt Cabana or hangman Adam Page. Or Colt Cabana.
1: Yeah, or Cabana. Who... Or
0: made a promo about three months ago that no one can really remember except for CM Punk. (laughs) I I honestly, I don't even know. I've seen a promo where he's just... Adam Page is just like, I'm AEW champion and I'm protecting AEW from you, CM Punk. But I have no idea why that's got him so pissed. Because he came out CM Punk after his injury as well, didn't he? And he was like... This is a piece of advice, and I'd suggest you take it because apparently Adam Page doesn't want to take advice from people. What's your take on him losing his bits? I think the man's deranged, frankly. I just, I don't understand it. Like, he, this is
1: the same man who months ago said, like, even if you don't agree, he stands shoulder to shoulder to better everyone around you. And then, like, two press conferences later, he's literally slagged off everybody on the roster. And including at one point, he says, uh, yeah, you know, there's only two men that have made money off me, and he turns to Tony Khan and says, "It's not you yet." And I thought, "What's Tony Khan done?" <laughs> but I think like, he's just—he's just on one. Like I think he's—I think he's a bit unwell. They've got a
0: very weird relationship, haven't they? Well, if, he's, if you, Tony Khan's CM Punk is—I
1: think—has a leash on Tony Khan.
0: Tony Khan seems to look at him with this kind of like godlike reverence. Whenever he speaks, I noticed it today because I saw other bits of this media scrum. And it was when Chris Jericho was talking, he looks at him like he idolizes the very ground that he walks upon. And I know he's been quite open about AEW. He's a a big mark. Yeah, he wanted CM Punk to come in and be his first AEW champion and be his star. And he was very open about that in the beginning. But And CM Punk was just like telling him to shut up. (laughs) <laughs> talking for Tony Khan at times. And there was a very weird line that Punk came out with. He was like, I'm trying to run a business. And yeah. I've got, got like something like a deadhead Adam Page and EVPs talking bollocks. And I was like, hold on a minute. Are you an EVP? Are you, are you a share owner? Or, or is just Tony's lips firmly glued to your wow. asshole?
1: He's a VIP. He's a very important
0: prick. Very clearly, or a very impatient <laughs> prick by the sounds of things.
1: My favourite line he came out with was when um, uh, Alvarez, I think he worked with Meltzer, he asked Punk a question about MJF, and the response that CM Punk gives cracked me up. He was like, uh, well, I guess he's the number one contender. I guess I'm going to have to fight him because uh, this guy keeps giving me fucking pricks to work with or something, and I just started dying. You realise, like, you've realized, like your boss is right next to you. Like, God as you said, he's got... I think he might have Tony
0: Khan's nudes on his computer or something. But, I mean, he just goes, think just he goes c- off one of them, just Yeah. I honestly think it's just because Tony wants to suck his cock. Seriously, I think he's making the most of it. But because Tony sees him as this megastar, which, let's be honest, CM Punk, uh, once upon a time, was arguably one of the biggest stars in WWE. But that was about 2011. And it's now 2022. I think um, he went on for he, he must have gone
1: on for at least half hour, right?
0: Uh, yeah, it must have
1: been a good twenty five thirty minutes. And I think he talked he talked about a solid ten people, and I think only, the only person he talked about positively was Moxley, and that lasted about twenty seconds.
0: And Adam Cole, I think, if I remember rightly. Oh yeah, he said he said Adam, Adam Cole. Yeah, he
1: says Adam Cole has a like got a heart of diamond or something, and he hopes he's fit soon, which is weird when you think that his best mates are people you spent most of
0: it fucking off frankly well this is the other thing because apparently afterwards there was a fight backstage between CM Punk and the Young Bucks or well, one of them but we don't know which one well apparently no apparently it was both of them but he hit one of them but we yep. don't know which yeah, yeah. Uh, now, I, I mean I don't care to be honest <laughs> I'm not really sure that how the Young Bucks would hold up in a real fight because I've not got a high opinion of, of the Young Bucks they're spot monkeys for me yep. um, and they look about five foot seven I they are they have dad bods. Uh, they're not exactly ripped or... I mean, it Johnny is. Gargano puts them to shame. You know, for, ty- for tiny man that's jacked up, you know, that's definitely not the Young Bucks. The only thing I can say positive about them is they've got more meat on them than Darby Allen. <laughs> um,
1: well, you've got more meat on you than Darby Allen. I know, and that's saying something. If anybody's
0: <laughs> listening to this and knows my medical history, that's saying a lot, trust me. It was just a genuinely bizarre experience because it seemed like he went in there with his very own agenda that had nothing to do with what had just happened. And he was just going to let off. He went into detail about his relationship with Colt Cabana. And I understand. Who shares a bank account with his mum. With his mum. apparently. Yeah. That's why they couldn't (laughs) sue him or something. I understand a little bit of CM Punk's frustration because he did say that like, I'm not spoken to him in years i've got no interest in him and yet there's rumors in the dirt sheets that apparently i'm the reason why colt cabana is going to get fired which isn't true and obviously tony like sitting very uncomfortably on cm punk's hand said yes uh that's not true (laughs) (laughs) exactly cm punk is definitely not jeff dunham i can tell you that
1: (laughs) (laughs) but also the best bit i think of all of this is while this is all coming off and he's counting off every member of the roster he's eating cakes
0: yeah he's, he's having a drink he's eating. his cake and then he was having a pop at the press as well he was like if you if you didn't write this then i apologize if you okay. did then fuck you he points one of them out and he goes you you yeah he's like, i'm <laughs> still not happy with what you wrote about me or something yeah. or and he was like well no no i didn't actually say that and it's just like. So you're having a pop at Hangman Page. You're having a pop at the Young Bucks. You're slide digging your boyfriend sitting next to you. You're having a slagging pop off at All Aldi- Banner. Yeah, you're slagging he off a, Banner. He gets a dig
1: off at WWE as well.
0: Yeah, he was talking about his time at WWE, just like everybody was. I know it was Chris Jericho was doing it in, as well in his uh, part. So
1: the- desperate for it to become a right because. And again, this goes on to kind of a wider point about AEW and maybe their fan base. They're so desperate to get one up on WWE that they'll take it any way possible. Because they know if they come out and say like, oh, well, WWE, the fan base will go, oh, look what Chris Jericho said about WWE. And then it starts the social media shitstorm with the 6,000 virgins.
0: Well, this is the other thing as well. because. Tony Khan, that was brought up. I was listening to a uh, shout out to Denise Salcedo and, and the work she does on Twitter. Indeed. Uh, really good job. I really enjoyed uh, listening to Denise Salcedo and yeah. her coverage. Her uh, media quality is fantastic. Aaron Sean Ross do a banging podcast. I'm not a fan of Sean Ross but I do like Denise. But they were talking to Tony Khan specifically about potentially working with a, a WWE in the future. And Tony was like, I'm very positive for pro wrestling. So if I see something good, then I'll call it out as being good. But I don't feel it's reciprocal from WWE. So I'm not sure we'll work together. And I'm just sitting there scratching my head thinking, WWE barely know who you are. They Don't give a shit about your existence. You You can pretend they do. But have you seen Triple H's interview with Ariel Hawani? No, but did you see, I think it was about a year or two ago, they brought DX back together. I think it was either on Raw or... No, Hall of same. Fame. Was it Hall of Fame? And yeah. to uh, quote Triple H, I think his exact words were, Vince could buy that pissant company and not blink, was basically the gist. I'm paraphrasing, yeah. um, but that was basically... H- the
1: gist. Triple H, an interview of Eric last it was last week. And he goes into quite a bit of detail about the medical incident he had. That fucking the fact that he's alive, by the way, is fucking mental. Yes, so you hear the whole story that he went through. His heart was on fire it was working on basically five percent of what it should have been. And he had two failed operations, and they had to bring him back to life three times. can't okay, know. and he's still here. He they basically ask him about does he think the that the war the war in quotation will continue or does it stop? And he basically turned around and said, what war they faced our developmental? Well done. That pretty much sums up how WWE feel about AEW. Like, congratulations, I guess. Uh, we're going to carry
0: on. WWE have never cared about anyone. Unless they think it will make them some money, then they'll buy it and either dissolve it completely or just take the best uh, of what they can get. They bought, was it Evolve? Evolve. I think it was a few years yeah, back. Yeah, it
1: into you UK. Yeah, and then just
0: basically stole all their talent, chucked whatever talent they wanted up to NXT in the main roster and left the rest in NXT UK, which is now folding and going to become NXT Europe, which I'm not surprised really because we're in the UK and we barely watched it because... I
1: didn't watch it once. I don't think I watched a single episode. Barely had the
0: point to watch it.
1: I think I watched the first NXT UK takeover because I remember that uh, Alistair Black was on it as Tommy End. And didn't they bring Finn Balor back for that one? Yeah, Balor came back and faced, oh, I can't remember, Jordan Devlin, I think it was. And uh, Pete Dunn was in the main event with someone. Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn, maybe?
0: Uh, but either way. I remember Tyler Bate versus Walter. Was I don't know when that was. That was afterwards. But anyway, yeah. NXT so we- Blackpool. We're getting off, off track here. But WWE don't really give a shit about AEW. And to be honest, why would they? They only get about, what, 900,000 views a night? on I, paid, on, I don't know.
1: I pay no attention to it.
0: On Dynamite, I think it is. They, they sometimes break the 1 million barrier, but it sort of evens off around about between 900,000 to 1 million. Whereas WWE's ratings have, have gone up. they have going over the 2 million now. mark now.
1: To be completely honest, the only reason I know anything what's going on on AEW is because I sometimes get bored, so I listen to WrestleTalk talk about it or I listen to Holly talk about it. I don't watch the show. If I do, it's because someone tells me there's a good match and if they tell me, oh, there's a really good match and it involved Darby Allen, I'm i not going to watch it. If you tell me there's a good match between like Neville and Cesaro, I'd probably give that a watch. <laughs> but if you tell me like, Darby Allen's in a really good match, I'm not, I'm not watching it. I don't believe you fucking young but oh,
0: are the young bucks are in a good match no they're not Don't i've never seen yourself. i've never seen a good young bucks match i'm not a fan of the young bucks i'm not a fan of kenny omega they're spot monkeys all their matches are just spot 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 there's not much else it's just like you run over there i'll super kick you on the way back and i'll do a double flippy over here and and, and then do a, flippy, a lariat over hand? there and a, a v trigger and a one wing football box or driver. whatever One week for a box. (laughs) Honestly, when a lot of the NXT guys went over, like Keith Lee, Adam Cole, uh, Ember Moon, love Ember Moon, such a crush on Ember Moon, Athena. Sorry, Athena, (laughs) bow down, (laughs) goddess. She's gorgeous. When a lot of them went over, I did try for about three weeks, but yeah, the production's pretty poor. Going
1: back to like AEW's fan base, what fucks me off the most about them is like. That, that AW they act like AW haven't they they completely fucked what they promised they were gonna do with Rusev to the point where the difference they booked between Rusev and Miro, I don't think there's much difference. Adam Cole's A W career has been a shit show. But in fairness, probably down to Kylo O'Reilly fracturing his neck or whatever he's done and needing fusion. Apparently, and apparently they've Bobby, released
0: Bobby Fish as well. And
1: Bobby Fish had a fight backstage with Dax Harwood.
0: Oh, did he? Oh, is that why he was released? Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, It was in a punch-up. They with seem FTR. to be
0: having, going back to our original issue, they seem to be having a lot of punch-ups because, who was it? It was Sammy Guevara and... Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston had, a, had a, a fight and Eddie got suspended and... But that's because
1: you've got all these, a lot of these wrestlers, like Guevara, like the Young Bucks, Kenny, they get built so much by social media, I think they genuinely believe they're these massive stars. And it goes straight to their heads because they've got a million views on youtube on some shitty youtube channel that 15 year olds watch like i would admit i used to watch the elite when they're in new japan because i like watching them travel and seeing what they got up to like when, they, when it was cody and page and kenny and the jacksons and they were just kind of like following each other and having a laugh and it was like little like skits rather than pieces and then now, apparently, I tried to watch it once the other month, like last year, just after Luke Harper had passed away. And it's like they tried to get stuff to the sh- on the show that like it would be on all- in the-, the Elite that you're supposed to have to watch Dynamite and vice versa. I can't be arsed. It's cringy as fuck.
0: Yeah, I, I quite agree. I've never even checked out their YouTube channel, to they be honest. They miss Cody. Don't, um, tell the fans. Don't tell the fans. Well, I mean, this is also the part, of the part of the problem is I think Cody kind of saw what was going on and jumped ship when he got the chance. I know he said he wanted a new contract, but looking at no, the shit show off. that's left, he, he, he bugged off. I think for me, I think it's no coincidence. As we talked about, we talked very briefly about this off air this morning. There seems to be a real culture clash at the moment between the, the likes of Kenny Omega, who have done the indies. And it's just basically a glorified indie where I can blow smoke up my own rear end. And then you've got someone like CM Punk, who, as I said to you, seems to be rivaling Bret Hart in the I-take-myself-too-seriously phase of his life. I think he's about 10 years ahead of Bret, because Bret's now yeah. ancient, can't wrestle anymore, and sitting on his rocking chair he and complaining about happy everything. be to be at Clash in the Castle, I? He you did indeed. That. But he always likes coming to England, because everybody licks his arsehole in England. I mean, I'm a huge Bret Hart fan from... When I was younger, not so much now, because obviously he's quite bitter and old and him constantly banging on about Goldberg gets really boring. But Punk seems to be following that down that line really early. He seems to have a chip on his shoulder about everything, which is something he had even in his Ring of Honor days, from what I've seen. Yeah, he's cock. But I do think Tony Khan needs to stop being led by his balls by all these wrestlers. I think the first thing I'd do if I was Tony Khan would be to remove the EVPs. The young bucks Kenny Omega from their positions as EVPs. You don't have the talent running the bloody company
1: two years or whatever it's been since they exactly
0: were... just take the power away from him because he took the book away from him to try and get the show back on track because it started going downhill. But for some reason, he's left them because I mean, Cody was an EVP when he left, wasn't he? Mm, Yeah. So and they didn't replace him, and wasn't Brandy Rose like Cody
1: was like the most the EVP that was doing the most because the Young Bucks was in charge of the men's booking, and Kenny was doing the women's, and Cody Mm. was doing the I guess you call it outreach, the community work
0: because Brandy was the branding officer, I think. Yeah, they, they first
1: of all, Kenny lost his because he kept booking random Japanese women that no one had ever heard of.
0: Yep. Then the
1: Young Bucks lost theirs, and Cody was the only one still doing stuff, and then Cody went.
0: I think Mark Henry's doing that stuff now, but that's a, something different. Well, that's it, because that's, that's what I mean about the culture clash. You've got those guys, and then once Tony Khan got the book, he very quickly brought in a lot of ex-pros, brought in Mark Henry, on Anderson, Jake the Snake Roberts. There was talk of Ric Flair coming in, in and doing stuff, but left... It- very quickly, sorry, who? Jerry Lynn, Dean Malenko. Apparently they've had, um, who was it? It's Tory Funk, Dory Funk or someone? Tory Funk, junior There's been a lot of Sanjay Dutt come in, has been working backstage as well as an on-screen talent. Wasn't he WWE? He was, yeah, after Impact. So there, there does seem to be a big clash because CM Punk mentioned it about Hangman Page. It was like, the youngsters don't want to listen. They don't want advice. And I suggest you take this advice because... CM Punk seems to know everything apparently, and is running the show now.
1: The other person I've had, and talking, to, I've got to the stage. I know how you feel. Well, I mean, you're probably not far from the same thing. I'm bored of CM Punk, and the other person that is on the AEW roster, I'm bored of hearing from is Chris Jericho. Just fucking do your podcast.
0: I was seriously expecting Chris Jericho to be back in A in WWE by now, doing his farewell tour. It is coming. It is definitely coming. The only thing it contracts up this Christmas. Yeah, but the only thing I'm gonna be interested in is even listening to his media call thing yesterday or whenever it was. I can't tell what show was when anymore. I've seen so much wrestling the last weekend. It was like um, he was very, very beat the drum AEW. So I'm not sure if it's gonna be him going back to WWE anytime soon. He beat Brian Danielson last night. I know, it's shocking, right? Absolutely shocking. I, I I wasn't impressed as well. In
1: and a 22-minute match?
0: A couple of Why? other matches I've seen as well that I'm not too impressed with.
1: I didn't see it, um, so I can't say if it was a good match or not. I've seen one um, match from all in, if, and it was 20 seconds off.
0: It was it was a decent match, but it was ended with Boy, Jericho giving uh, Daniel Bryan a low blow that the referee didn't see, and then hitting him with the, oh, great. So the, the, watch again. the spinny elbow um, thing. The, the Judas effect or whatever he calls it.
1: Yeah, the Judas. The only match I saw was Christian Jungle Boy.
0: That wasn't even a match. Lucha... It goes, it's a classified. Luchasaurus comes out and takes it from Christian Isn't in it? the rear end. And then he like body slams Jungle Monkey on the stage or something. And then he goes down to the ring. Christian hits a couple of moves and then that's it. It's just like, what the fuck was the point in that? Jungle Monkey. I mean, who who is a wrestler calls himself Jungle Boy? Him. Whoa, 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 at, whoa, whoa, at least... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, chuck him a banana. I mean, come on. Ooh, have a banana. I noticed they've given him... A, his, his, they've added his real name on the end now as well. So it's like Jungle Boy and Matt Perry's son or whoever it is. Um, Luke Perry or... <laughs> fuck knows who, who his dad was. Really couldn't give a shit. But it just seems like AEW just seems like a complete shit show right now. No one's running anything, really. And it seems to be that, that Tony Khan does what CM Punk wants sometimes when he's around. But it's just, I, I find it really bizarre to have your champion going off on half of your roster and you're booking to your face and telling you to shush. Mm.
1: Now, if you're Tony Khan now that there's been a punch-up because CM Punk's thrown a punch.
0: CM Punk's got to be suspended because if Eddie say, Kingston done it and got suspended, then you've got to suspend your champion as well. I'm going to leave if you do that. i would be like, oh, do you like the mate? Cheers. But the problem is, weirdly, he's also the biggest star they've got, even though they've got Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan. Or Brian Danielson, as
1: he's called. Adam Cole's injured, so forget that one. He's going to be out for a while, by the exactly.
0: And I mean, they've slaughtered some of the people that they brought over. They could have made some serious money off of Tommy End, or what's, what's he go by now? Malachi, Malachi Black. Black, isn't it? They could have made a lot of money off of him. Keith Lee, I love Keith Lee,
1: but well, he's asked for his release, hasn't he? Um, is he Malachi? Malachi. Oh, I thought
0: you meant Keith Lee. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, there was a rumor, but apparently right, Malachi, that's not Black.
1: true. I don't know if you paid attention, but at the end of the match, he waved goodbye to uh, the crowd after the match. Whatever you think of that.
0: No, you? I didn't see that, I must admit. But to be honest, that show was had like about 13 fucking matches on it. It was over four hours long, and I was struggling to stay awake by the time we got to the main event, which was Moxley versus Punk. Um, and I was just like, and then you got MJF come out afterwards. Um I'm still not convinced whether that's a work or real or or what, but starting to wonder whether it was Tony Khan just saying, All right, you're gonna to have to come back to work now because I'm not fucking paying you anymore. So either come back or I don't pay you. If Tony's got any balls that are not in CM Punk's hands. I think
1: Tony Khan has got fucking close going on, if I'm honest. I think MJF just went, I'm coming back
0: now. And he went, Okay. It does seem like... I know he is a complete mark because he's made it very, very clear, but I really think he needs help. Because, I mean, the other thing is, is apparently they've been shopping around trying to get some TV time for Ring of Honor. Why? Because they want to relaunch Ring of Honor because he bought it. This is the whole part of the the issue with Punk because, like, apparently he transferred Colt Cabana on to Ring of Honor from AEW. And there was a rumour that, like... Punk wanted Cabana sack, which apparently isn't true. And as we said earlier, and then they just decided to move them over to Ring of Honor, even though Ring of Honor is actually a non entity at the moment. And that's why they've got everybody else's belts on AEW right now, including New Japan's belt tag belts and Triple A's tag belts and. Every belt in the world. Yeah, I was going to say. Also, what the fuck is the FTW belt? It's something Taz made. So. Something and Taz had for years and now his son's Taz's on it. son is over. Why? What does he do? I have no idea. I've got I've, a funny feeling I've, it's just because he comes out, doesn't talk, doesn't say anything, just chokes people out and leaves.
1: And also, while we're just on AW, before we move on to WWE, Orange Cassidy is popular because he puts his hands in his pocket and pathetically kicks people. Eesh. I don't Eesh. understand. Yeah, one of my friends, no. Know- know someone who thinks Orange Cassidy is like superb. And uh, I met the guy ages ago. Someone I used to work with. And um, he was like, well oh, he's just so good. It's like he's not he's shit. He just stands there. Oh, it's character. It's not a character. I can stand here for 10 minutes doing this.
0: That's not a character. That's
1: me being a boring prick like him.
0: But this is I think that's their whole idea of, of of a character now, isn't it? I mean look look at Darby Allen. He comes down Painted up like something out of The Walking Dead on a skateboard. So, yeah, so it comes down on a skateboard, dressed like The Walking Dead. So that makes sense, doesn't it? And then proceeds, even though he's like the skinniest guy in the company who weighs about eight stone and has clearly never had a girlfriend because his girlfriend's mum would have tried to feed him otherwise. And then he tries to kill himself by just throwing himself off of everything, thinking he's Jeff Hardy. And even Jeff Hardy's fatter than he is. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about them, dude. They're both there, aren't they? Yeah, well, I'm not sure where Jeff Hardy is now. I think he might be in rehab or something again. Because last time he was seen, he was a fucking mess as well. So well, they tried him. Yeah, he's in remit in there. Uh... They tried to make him go to rehab and he went... Uh, that's what I was singing.
1: <laughs> and he went... no. Uh. That yes. Maybe that's what Matt was doing, yeah.
0: Yes, yes. go to rehab, Jeff. Yes. yes. Honestly, it's about time they fucking retired and all. The only thing I do enjoy on AEW, really, and I can't believe I'm actually going to say this, because in That's WWE, hard. they were as boring as fuck and they were shaving each other's backs in the showers. It was quite homoerotic. is uh, FTR. Yes, well, I loved FTR
1: NXT.
0: So. The, yeah, what were they called in... Was it the Revival?
1: Well, they had two names in WWE, if you're a old-school NXT man. Or, it depends. Where you came in to watch NXT, it depends on their name. To me, they will
0: always be the mechanics, but they were the revival. I was going to say, I remember them being the revival on the main roster, but as I yeah, said... They, so they started in NXT as the mechanics, but then they came back as the revival. All goofy shit. There was nothing yeah, yeah, serious yeah. about them, but I've seen them actually have excellent oh, matches. Quality. Yeah, we knew that from NXT. And the thing is, is I've also noticed that they can actually cut really good promos. If they're yeah. not doing the scripted shit that WWE used to do, then they're actually cutting really good promos. But this is what used to piss me off. In NXT,
1: they were allowed to do what they're doing now. And were fantastic. They went to the main roster and they were so bad. How do you break like the best tag team... In the world, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, but how do you fuck up uh, someone like Alistair Black? It was I a made Keith Lee. gimmick. The one upset me. He had the music, the look, the image, he had the entrance, he had the the, he had the, the unique he
1: knows he's sexy.
0: He had the unique moveset that no other people didn't have. How'd you fuck up Keith Lee? All you That's had the to do. Has. Yeah, all you had to do with Keith Fuck Lee is Keith Lee. get in to come up. And they debuted him so well the year before, because you remember him at the Royal Rumble and the look on Brock Lesnar's face. He was like, ooh, big boy. Okay, let's go. And then he came up to the main roster and then he's on for a little while, goes away because, bless him, he got COVID and had some heart problems. Almost he died. Yeah, and then came back and they're like, here's Bearcat Keith Lee. And then, oh, yeah. bye-bye Bearcat Keith Lee. I We're forgot about that,
1: it? But the thing with Keith Lee is he, he was, uh, the face the face was there. Even when you turned him heel, do you know, Keith Lee he being heel, just being a sophisticated bastard would have worked. Yes. but he was posh as fuck.
0: It would almost have been similar to Triple H's gimmick when he first came through as Hunter Hurst Helmsley. That's ironic. This uh, sort of New York snob who stuck his nose up at, at everybody. It would have been that kind of similar gimmick. But I've got a funny thing, I don't know if you've Watch too much of AEW, but they put in with Swerve Strickland, who was yes. Swerve Scott, and they constantly Scott. needle each other in their interviews, and they did it again in the uh, this now infamous media scrum, and they're constantly needling each other back and forth, or mm. Swerve's needling Keith. There's going to be a split coming, it's just a case of when, because Keith doesn't make a very good heel, in my opinion. I think he's a much in, better baby in, face. in
1: the words of Tom Campbell, don't you... Forget
0: about Keith. Yeah, exactly. But been, I think we're both in agreement there that AEW right now is a shit show. It sucks. Right, I, I, shall I agree. Re-
1: shall we move on to my favourite part of the week? Go ahead. Yes, um, Clash in the Castle was this weekend, as, as everybody knows. Now, this is, I won't lie, this is the only bit of wrestling I watched this weekend, apart from the main event of um, Worlds Collide. So um, we'll start, I think, with... We got the start time wrong, so I haven't gone back to watch the women's. I would say three way. If we do a different video altogether. Oh, um,
0: the women's if, it, if it's on, on Bailey's team, then I'm watching.
1: <laughs> but yeah. So I can't comment on that because I haven't gone back to watch it. Uh, i had just seen the video of the British fans singing the Bailey song, which is continued. By the way, before we start, I must say the UK crowd, there, there is no crowd in the world like the UK crowd.
0: No, I must admit, the AEW fans in Chicago were pretty good. But generally speaking, bringing it over here was a massive thing. And I've got to say, before we actually do get into the pay-per-view itself, I've got to say, there was a bit of a a misdirection here because they were talking about this being such a, a big event in WWE and the first time they've done it in England or in the UK for 30 years or something. But yes, it was a big stadium show, but let's not kid about with it. They're, they're misleading a little bit because the last time they brought a big stadium show, that was SummerSlam. And that was a big deal. This was the equivalent of a Saudi Arabia show in Europe. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah.
1: No title change. It was a house show. It's a glorified house show. There was, but it was fucking brilliant. But It was a glorified house show.
0: I'm not sure I agree with you about fucking brilliant, but make your case, because I have a few complaints, well, no. I've got to say. Well, I wouldn't say fucking brilliant. I
1: wouldn't go that far. Again, I watched it back. I just loved watching it. I mean, I've got the only with fucking Tyson Fury. Oh, we'll get to that shit that show in a me bit. right off. But apart from that, I enjoyed everything, really. Every kind of match, apart from Liv Morgan and the base, but we'll get there. I'm just getting the card up so we can go through it. Let's deal
0: with the Tyson Fury bit now. The singing and the karaoke at the end was a fucking shit show. Why they left that on the air for that, I don't know. The moment that Austin Theory came down and tried to cash in and Tyson Fury knocked him out, I thought that That was was the perfect use of Tyson Fury, and that's where his involvement should have ended for me. The, the, The singing afterwards was a fucking nightmare, honestly. But it did start off yeah, I, with I um, the six woman tag. Bailey really did struggle. You could see it on her face. She was desperately trying to play the heel, but the fans singing "Hey Bailey," which they've done hey. since NXT. Hey Bailey! You could see like the wry smile hit her face because like, oh my god, they won't stop singing. And then she had to like run over and she's like giving them two thumbs down and telling them to shut the yeah. fuck up. I still miss our old theme tune. I missed the old Bailey actually. I was hoping when she came back they would have turned her face and she would have grown her hair out and we could have had a ba- a proper baby faced Bailey who was baby faced but tenacious in NXT, not the, mm. the bitch version of Bailey that wouldn't hit someone with a kendo yeah. stick.
1: The only problem I have is I no longer
0: the the old theme, the
1: there ain't no stamping us now. I yeah. no longer know the real words because you remixed it. And I, I now only sing the lyrics that you remixed, which was about you and Bailey doing things on the floor. Was it? Okay, i have forgotten <laughs> that. But <laughs> so that's, uh, that's what I sing now, rather than whatever the real
0: words were. No, I, can't, I I try can't can't to remember. wrap my brain Honestly. for the real
1: words, and I can't remember. I, just I can't even remember YouTube the version was... that
0: I was singing. But I
1: just remember what you two claimed you we were doing on the
0: floor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for anybody listening, I have a big crush on Bailey. <laughs> uh, Bailey and Ember Moon or Athena they they were the About two for, for quite a while to be honest I don't think there's anyone at the moment I think did you notice that Bailey's group now have a name well they kind of do kind of don't they had a titantron with a name on it it was something to do with control or something damage control yeah but I'm not sure if that's, that's going to stick no that was the first time anyone had seen it as far as I'm aware but I'm not sure that's going to stick, to be honest, the because man. it's not on the WWE website, apparently. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that they're going to try and do, and it might work or might not work. I don't think they need a name, to be honest. I think they can do away with faction it, names and stuff like was that. Was it a good match? It was quite a good match. I saw the end. At if, at if you... You
1: saw, I turned it on for the the last move when, they, when Bailey hits, uh, they all kind of hit Bianca with their finishers.
0: If you look at the the quality of people that they had in the match, I mean, you've got Asuka, Eo Shirai, or Eo Sky as she is now, and Bailey. Alexa Bliss isn't a fantastic wrestler, but she was there to sell dolls, I Thank guess. You.
1: Thank you for being there, Alexa.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got you, you're under contract. We have to give you something to do, I suppose. And you've been selling so many Lily dolls for us that I suppose we better put you on TV. Oh, fucking Lily. Bianca Belair, I mean, everybody's a big fan of Bianca Belair. I'm not convinced. I think she's a good wrestler. She's a good wrestler, but I don't like babyface Bianca Belair. I no. like heel. I prefer
1: the EST. Yeah. The proper,
0: I... you know, NXT yeah. EST. Yes, definitely. Heel Bianca Belair, the spoiled brat who's going to whip you with her braid. That's the Bianca Belair I think we need. <laughs> but I'm not... How do I put this politely? I think she fits a stereotype that they need. Yes. Because of a certain attribute of hers. I won't say what. Yes. Uh, agree. But I think that's why they're keeping a baby face. Because yes, they don't have agree. they don't have a Naomi to do that job. The BAME. Is it BAME? Is that what the label is? What does that mean?
1: Fill some dead air for a minute. Black, Asian,
0: da, 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 and minority ethnic. Yeah, that's it. Right. Thank you. So if I get heel Bianca, I'd be a lot happier. I think as soon as she loses this title, I think she needs to turn heel.
1: You could literally turn.
0: I don't care. You
1: could turn this match around and have Bailey, Dakota, and Io as your faces. Alexa, Bianca, and Oscar as heels, and it still works.
0: I'm not a big fan of Dakota Kai, really. I think mean, she's quite a good looking woman, uh, apart from her nose. Dakota. Um, and her. She's from New Zealand. And her sexuality obviously rules me out because she's dating Shayna Baszler. So. Sorry. Did you not know they were dating? No. Yeah, they've been dating for a while.
1: I was yeah. going to make a joke. I good won't. luck
0: to them. No, no, no disrespect to them. If that's your flavor, then more power to you. It just rules me out. I'm afraid. Right. I'm not a big fan man. of Dakota Kai in ring. Let's put it that way. So the, there was four out of six that I would call good wrestlers in this match. So it was a good match. A bit spot heavy, but six person tags. Show opener do though, as well. To be. But it wasn't bad. What was the next match?
1: The next match was my favourite.
0: Seamus versus Volta. Yeah, well, Gunter. Uh, uh, Gunter. It was nice to um, see they put Imperium back together. Yes,
1: as I was about to say, I was sitting there and I thought the camera. This camera angle was a bit weird when it was on. Uh, what's his name now? Ludwig Kaiser. His name Kaiser. Name? Yeah, he's named and after the tank commander. From he was the, with? Reich. Giovanni Vinci and I was like, "That's Marcel Bartel. And then yeah, I was like, "Are they exactly. going to bring back?" And then he said,
0: "Imperium," and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> yeah, it was about time they bloody in To be fair, and I think they've done it because they're going to. I would imagine they're going to lead in with the brawling brutes versus Imperium now. Im- who? The brawling brutes. So Butch, Butch Sheamus, oh. and uh, who's the other one? Fuck off, uh,
1: um, Bridge Holland
0: Ridge Holland. Yeah, so bring I can imagine we're going to get some six-man tags out of all that lot on variations therein. I wish but they I would thought... do away with the Butch gimmick and bring back Pete Dunne. Yeah, I mean, because you could see that Pete
1: Dunne with Sheamus
0: and Ridge Holland. Yes, exactly. Just change it back to Pete Dunne. Get rid of Drop.
1: Uh, change that back to fucking Viper as well. Viper, yeah. But I will say um, I, I fucking love this match. They beat the piss out of each other.
0: I I absolutely love this match. (laughs) It was so good. It made wrestling feel real. It made wrestling feel legit. About five
1: minutes in, they zoomed in on Sheamus in the corner. And I was like,
0: fucking hell. I tell you what, I've got to give serious props to Sheamus. He took an absolute fucking beating in this match. It was 90% Gunter. Or whatever you want to call yeah. him, change his fucking name back as well. Who
1: cares? They just beat the fucking piss out piss of each out. other. Yeah, but Seamus so so got good. most of the beating. Yeah. Let's be honest. He took- so when Seamus... Do you know that Hell patch where man. they were... There was a patch in the match where they're literally just punching each other and nutting each other. Yeah. They're all blows. None of them were like... Do you know, like, in the main event, you saw Roman and Drew doing it a little bit, and you could see it was, like, elbow to the side of the face or, like, yeah. arm. Seamus and Gunter were... Hitting each other.
0: I know. There was one... In the sl- face. There was one slow-mo replay. I don't know if you saw it, but literally, Volta slapped Seamus, and you literally sh- yeah. saw the moisture leave Seamus' yeah. body.
1: And you see, like, his whole pec just move. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, he's dead. But, and then again, it, it's something that I've said before about Seamus is... It, I loved the reaction he got off the crowd. I know it was his home crown, blah, 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 but... Well, no, it wasn't because it was Wales and he's Irish. But... Yeah, but there were a lot of Brits, and I think the yes. Brits kind of see Seamus as our, one of ours. But the the overall... Sheamus always has a good match. Like, it's never fantastic. Yes.
0: But he never has a bad match. But I think this is his style of match, just like the matches he had with Drew that were so good to watch.
1: Like, I saw someone say, like, oh, well, they'll probably run it back at the next paper. I was like... Fine. Go for it. <laughs> yes, please. Great. Fact, if, save it for mania.
0: Fuck it. I don't care. If not, do all <laughs> six of them and just let all six of them beat the piss out of each other because I can guarantee the other people involved would enjoy <laughs> so, it just as much. So this is my theory.
1: The next page, says this sorry, This leads back to something I had a conversation with my friend I was watching the show with. Hello, Tom, because you might listen to this. Wrestling related. Uh, I said to him, I wouldn't be shocked. Triple H is in charge. Seamus, Butch and Ridge Holland Against Volta and his German friends. War games.
0: Do it's it, possible. Do yeah. It, do it's it, very possible it. now, isn't it? Just let um, them
1: beat the shit out of each other in war
0: games, please. Absolutely. I definitely I think we could definitely see that actually. It's definitely a possibility. I said like I'm not, I was sitting there and I was like, I know it's probably very marky of me, but that that'd be my only brilliant. my only downside on this was that they didn't put the belt on Seamus. And considering what happened later on in the evening, I'm even more convinced that not putting a belt on Sheamus was a mistake.
1: Definitely. Thing is, because Walter doesn't have to be a champion to beat the piss out of everyone that he goes near.
0: Well, no. The other thing is, is Walter. And done also, his
1: the time... more the more you build Gunter Walter as this beast, why not? Hit, you build him to the point where he's the one that beats Roman.
0: Yes, that's that was exactly what I was going to say. Was that he could have easily been the one to take on Roman next?
1: Because if they if they go with the the story that I don't necessarily think is going to happen, that Roman and faces the Rock at Mania, I think that's what they want I don't think it's going what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't necessarily think you need to have the title on the line in that match. I think the story's there. No, I. Agree. You could take the title off Roman before. I my current theory. I know this is going a bit. We will go back to the to the card. My current theory is at some point Seth Rollins beats Roman between now and Mania. Cody wins the Rumble and beats Seth at Mania. That's how I think the plan what I think the plan is. But I would personally, as you said, Seamus beat Gunther now. And then you can run to say, the rum the rum the rumble. That's no one to the to,
0: to rumble and have Gunter beat Roman. I personally think we're gonna get a brief program with kevin owens because they've been mixing that about with roman he's like roman you owe me one because and, i beat up whoever yeah, it but, was, drew and
1: but also roman beat um kevin owens at was that the royal rumble this year and it was shenanigans big shenanigans possibly,
0: i don't know and then i think they'll move on to seth and i yeah, think seth they'll, him. i don't think seth does i think yeah i think it will be cody and I think it will be at WrestleMania because I just don't honestly think that they're going to there's do a, The Rock versus Roman. No, I know everybody no. wants it. I just think Rock is, what, 50-odd now? About 52, something like that? Well,
1: I think I think uh, there's a rumour that Braun Strowman's coming out tonight on Raw. I think right. he's coming out to call out Roman.
0: That's possible, and that will be another filler until time. But I think they are gearing up for Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania, because if you look... Cody
1: wins the title at Mania, whether it's off Roman or not, he wins the title I think it will
0: be Roman, because my my whole theory is is they made a big deal of him and his torn peck when he went into Hell in the Cell, and they did a promo on Worlds Collide, I think it was, that I was watching today, of Cody Rhodes, and they were like, in, in the video package, they were going on about how Cody had showed more guts and strength than anybody else in WWE by overcoming the odds and managed to fight in hell in a cell with one boob, basically. And it was, I've just got a funny feeling. That's the narrative that they're going to build as Cody's is the only one that's got the heart and the determination of his dad. Mm. that's going to be and able also, to beat Roman Reigns. And also I think the injury this is going to sound weird, but you all know
1: what I mean. The injury helped Cody because he was that reaction he was getting was so true that it wouldn't i don't think it would have lasted too long uh
0: yeah i totally agree totally the pop, agree
1: the pop he's going to get at the royal rumble when he comes out and yes. in my opinion wins the royal rumble is going to be fucking massive yeah i think he's going to win the rumble <laughs> as well i think so, that's how it goes to wrestlemania like the pop he's going to get when when the crowd goes silent for number whatever it is and you hear the adrenaline the place will go fucking
0: crazy while we're quickly just talking about the Royal Rumble, I will just say King, this. By the way. Am I the only person in the world who finds it really bizarre that when they do the King of the Ring, the winner of King of the Ring doesn't automatically get a title shot at the Royal Rumble? Well, not because,
1: necessarily. I, so I don't have a problem with at the Royal Rumble because I don't
0: remember that. Well, no, it just makes sense to me because if you win but the Royal Rumble... Just Ru- the title match. If you become King of the Ring... That means you're ki- you're the king, so that means you sh- you're the number one guy, so you should automatically get a title shot. And because you're a king, it should be at the Royal Rumble, no? Is that just too simplistic for Vince McMahon's tiny pea brain?
1: Apparently. I just think if you're king of the... One, you shouldn't bring king of the ring back if you haven't actually got plans for it. And two, if you're king of the ring, you should automatically get a title shot regardless. I don't care yes. if it is fucking King Corbyn.
0: I also think that they still should... still lose. Because was a king, he fucked off. Now Triple H is in charge. I also think that they should do a Queen of the Ring and not this Queen's Crown bollocks well, that but, they did last you time. know,
1: you know who's going to win Queen of the Ring because she has to. It's kind of a gimmick.
0: Ooh, Charlotte. No, because you do what Bret Hart did with Jerry the King Lawler when he won King of the Ring. Jerry the King Lawler didn't enter King of the Ring but walked around calling himself the King. So Bret was like, where were you? Why didn't you get into this? tournament you're calling yourself the king but you can't be bothered to go out and prove it that's exactly the same story you do with charlotte it's literally already been done you can just like knock on brett's door and say excuse me can i have your script please and and you can literally just do it from scratch
1: but anyway i think regardless charlotte would win the fight. right the next match um shana and live now i'll right, be honest my I, my thoughts going into this match was it's going to last about a minute and shana's going to win Right. And after about 30 seconds of the match, I went, fucking Liv's winning this, isn't she? Why is this still went, going? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked at, they, they were doing like, Liv was doing these roll ups and she had her in a guillotine choke.
0: I've got to give her, props. Uh, People oh, go she... on about how shit Liv is, but I will give Liv all the credit in the world because she's genuinely trying to improve. Oh, she. I think she's much better than she was a year ago. I think she kind of reminds me in Trish Stratus in that way, whereas at the beginning of Trish Stratus's career, she couldn't really do much and she wasn't very good, but she was there for tits and arse. And then she went through this massive improvement where they stopped just using her as, like, a, I don't want to say sex toy because that's not the right word, but she was there to titillate people, not to really wrestle. And then she got so much better where people now hail her as like this trailblazing. Well, look at her when Morgan. she came back
1: to Fort Charlotte, it was actually a really good match,
0: yes. <laughs> so, I, th- I think Liv Morgan's definitely gone down that path. And the fact that she's there was some stuff that I've never seen her do before that she was trying to do, she was trying to do some well, submission, she did, she wrestling. Did a guillotine <laughs> choke. I know she was also trying to do some stuff on the ropes. She that, she did the
1: armbar. Um, she did the what's Shana's triangle? Uh, what's Shana's? Yeah, she tries to uh, choke her out, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. She really touch, it. yeah, she
0: tried to do some stuff on the like some bouncy stuff on the ring apron and on the ropes that Shayna sort of countered. But I, I, I want to give everybody said this was the worst match of the night. It might have been, but I want to give Liv Morgan some props because I think she tried really hard to to do something. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I was gonna. That's what I was about to say. Like as much as
1: I thought genuinely, I still think Shayna should have won. I should have won quickly, um, just because I think a
0: heel champion works better. But- I'm not sure she should have won quickly. Um, but I do think she should have won. I think they could have, I think, for me, I think because they fucked Liv up so badly by having her tap before, uh, tap to Shayna, but the referee missed it. I think what uh, they should have oh, done. Yeah. Rhonda, think, Rhonda. Yeah. Sorry, was it, did I say Shayna? I meant Rhonda. Yeah. Um, I think what they should have done with Shayna was just have Liv pass out not tap yeah. and just pass out. So that way it would have looked like she's actually got the guts to not could have done that after a minute, tap out <laughs> and and do it. Well, no, you got to beat someone up a little bit before you choke them out. <laughs> but, but yeah, the, I didn't think
1: the match was that bad. As, as you said, I didn't, I, I think it was the worst match on the card, but not as in like that match was shit. Yes. I, I thought it was a good match. I just also, I, went, I think because I went into it with such a story that the minute, I realized what I kind of thought was going to happen didn't. I switched off a bit, but they pulled me back in. Yeah. The reason I said that Shayna, I felt Shayna could win again, I'm thinking ahead. I think you give Shayna the belt now, you let her have that five month run, beating the piss out of everyone. Then you set up a baby face at the rumble that leads to mania, and then you can choose whether Shayna wins or, or drops the belt to the the baby face of your choice you could do a redemption angle where Liv Morgan wins the rumble and then beat Shana at Mania whatever you could do but I just felt Shana should have won this match but it wasn't an awful match I just thought you know here's what it is
0: no I, I, I agree
1: I, my thing was even if you want to eventually get Liv back on the title you could have put Shana I think Shana should have won and then build back to that the revenge who says Liv doesn't win the rumble and beats her at Mania
0: do you know what I mean I think she needs more character development before she goes for a title after she loses it because she doesn't have much of a, a character at the moment. That story could build her character. Yeah. But the problem is, is at the moment, her character, if you listen to a lot of people, is I bitch, I whine, I cry. I want this more than anybody else.
1: And I that's think, a bit old. So my thing going forward is live either... I think Liv loses to a returning Sasha at some point. I think she's going to lose to Ronda
0: now that Ronda's unsuspended. No, please, no. If she's not no. suspended again after beating up Adam Pearce. And I and I keep saying this every
1: year until it happens. Don't care which brand it is, but can we please just have the horsewoman four-way at Mania and get it done with?
0: Well, we're not going to because one no longer wrestles. She just plays computer games on. Twitch or True. something, uh, the lanky, weird-looking one.
1: No, not that one. I mean the women, the wrestling four horse women Becky Bailey. Sasha, oh, sorry, I thought you meant like Charlotte. the four
0: women of MMA versus. Oh, not the, the...
1: them. No, I just want the, the We had the tri- do you remember we had the four way, which was Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, but then they put Nia Jax
0: in it. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I want the proper four. Put Becky in it.
0: You right, can gotcha. do the
1: hill divide however you want. I imagine it's probably end up being. Bailey and Sasha, Bailey and Charlotte as the hills, and Becky and Sasha as the good girls. Right. However you want to do it, there's a four-way set. I'll just do it. And but you can do whatever the fuck you want with the other belt. I don't care.
0: It will be interesting to see if Sasha returns, because everyone keeps saying, oh, she's going to come back. She's going to come back. She's going to come back. Oh, she's coming. She might not want to come back, because she's been working for Disney. So... Yeah, no, Triple H in she did
1: interview with Ariel Hawani. If you go and watch it, they ask him about four people. They ask him about Braun, Sasha, Bray, and The Rock. He gives very company answers, but with Sasha and Braun, it's it was we'll see things happen. We things can happen with Bray. It was he's a complicated man, and we have to have discussions. And I was like, the answers he gave to Braun and Sasha to me said, yeah, They're wait on their way.
0: <laughs> I was (laughs) going to say, he did talk about Bad Bunny as well. He did, actually.
1: Yeah, he did. uh, But also, he said with Sasha Banks, and he actually said, we are in negotiation.
0: Okay. I know he's talked about uh, bringing Bad Bunny back as well. They're trying to Uh, see when um, they can do it. Um,
1: And and also, he said um, that Pat McAfee will have another
0: match. That's the other thing I want to talk about. We'll go. We'll go back to Clash in the Castle because we kind of gone off topic. But I think this this uh, event missed Pat McAfee.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just unfortunate timing because the NFL season is so so close. It starts this weekend. He's been a busy boy, as old Pat.
0: What is is he back playing?
1: No, but he uh, obviously with his show that he does.
0: Yeah, but you a- can do a podcast anywhere.
1: Yeah, but he uh, does a host. He does a podcast on the week of the the matches with like, I'll be a homer. I won't lie. He's a Packers quarterback. He's possibly the best player of all time. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, so basically he does a podcast with a gentleman called Aaron Rodgers, who's basically the best quarterback of all time. But so that's that's he's so busy right now. This he will still be on SmackDown. Oh no, I
0: know, but this event I think could have been even better with the with the english crowd and pat mcafee on commentary i think that would have been outstanding i think he would have loved it as well because pat seems to really enjoy it yeah i
1: I don't really the other thing i was it had a takeover feel didn't it yeah but i think that was because of the crowd well i just think that but also the running of the show like there was no it was kind of like this sounds silly but for you that and Ryan knows that I played the game quite extensively. When I book on TW, which if you don't know is basically football manager for wrestling, it's it was kinda of like a promo match, promo match, promo there wasn't like a segment in the middle where Elias came out and talked bollocks like they like Vince would put on, or a backstage promo with Natalia saying, I'm I'm still here um, or the Miz doing something fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like it was Yeah. Here's the build for the match. Here's the match. Here's a promo for the main event. Here's a promo for the match. Here's a match. Here's another promo for the main event. Here's a promo. Here's a match.
0: Yeah. The
1: promo of Paul Heyman got fucking boring. I don't know if you had the same promo as I did.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: that got boring. But apart from that, like, I loved the layout. And I think that helped. And then, by the way, the next match was the Judgment Day and the Mysterios. This, I
0: actually thought, was the worst match of the night.
1: For I me, i be in this than the Liv Morgan one, but Edge's, the, they're the crowd singing Edge's theme song. Yeah, that was amazing. Yes.
0: Oh, um, was great. That great. That was amazing. And the aftermath of this match, Lucha Edge, was was amazing. Lucha Edge was, oh, that looked terrible. Lucha it Edge. honestly he did. Looked like,
1: I, he looked like, for you, for the people that, that don't know, I don't know if Ryan will know, before Sami Zayn was Sami Zayn, if you go back to El looking Generico at and look at El Generico, he had that mask. I swear, yeah. to God, that is El Generico's mask.
0: Yeah, you're not the only person who to have said that. I, I can tell you, the
1: exact same.
0: But this match I could have done without. It's been going on for so long. The only thing that actually made this worthwhile was the aftermath, which the Dominic. Mysterious. It didn't go the way I thought it would because I thought he was going to be. I bought into the 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 widely held theory in in the wrestling world that. Dominic is a cuck and he's going to become submissive to Rhea Ripley. But <laughs> yeah. in the end, that wasn't what happened. He seemed to be jealous of Edge for getting to be teaming with his dad. So he kicked with his, with Edge daddy. in the nuts. And uh, That clothesline he, he hit on was nasty, though. Yeah, but <laughs> I would have preferred it if he booted Ray in the nuts as well. That would have gone Hell down not. better for me. Edge did a fantastic sell job on, on the kick in the nuts. He did. The that, look on his yeah. face, he was like, "What the fuck?"
1: Did you, the one that was even better than that is in the match itself. They're doing a brawl on the outside, as uh, you remember, and I think it's Ray and Damien Priest is about to jump off the, the 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 other bit that does where the bell is. Right. Yep. Yeah what's it the padding? I don't know what the fans call mm. it. I guess they just call it the padding. And they whip his legs away and he falls. Yeah, and crotches himself. And he goes, and you can see him, he, they zoom in on him, he's going.
0: He's breathing in what? and out. He's
1: like. <sighs> I was absolutely pissing myself. I thought the poor fucker has just been whipped and he's tall. That's a long way to drop.
0: Yeah, to be fair <laughs> thought, to him, bless him. the
1: fucking camera away from him. He's sitting there. I was looking at his face like, I, hope he, I
0: said to my mate, I was like, I hope he's got kids. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think you should be grateful that it was padded as well. That was it
1: that I was watching that he So before he was in NXT, he trained someone and I can't remember who it was. Riddle? I think he it was him that trained Riddle. Really? Yeah. Who Ray or No. Priest.
0: Damien Priest, because he was Punishment Martinez, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and
1: I'm sure that's who Matt Riddle was trained by.
0: Okay. Did not know that. But, yeah, I could have done without this match. I've got to admit, there's been yeah. so much between Judgment Day and the... Judgment Myster- Day, you can't. And, Edge. and And this just kind of felt a bit weird to me as well, because I kind of felt like you didn't need the Mysterios in this. It should have been Edge versus Judgment Day. They did a match with, recently. With two, Edge versus Dalla. Exactly. Because this is the other thing, is it should have been a case of... Either there's that, or Dalla. they needed... This should have been like Rhea versus... Rhea and Damien or Rhea and Bala versus uh, Edge and Beth would, would have made Ooh. more sense. Ooh, Rhea against Beth. You know, that would have made more sense. And then you could have Rhea come in to take out... Uh, sorry, you could have Beth come in to take out Rhea and then Edge could take out the blokes one at a time because he's supposed to be wanting to end Judgment Day and instead he seems to be playing fucking dress-up wannabe luchador. I don't get I mean, they even did him versus Damian Priest recently. I think it was on a Raw in Canada. And I think they could have probably done that here instead. And it would have been better. Uh, I genuinely really could have done without this on this card. It really didn't need it. I think they could have put in a, a United States championship match as well, especially how much they've been building up Bobby Lashley.
1: Bobby Lashley. Who it's, I love um, Bobby Lashley. I don't know
0: why. I don't think he's very good.
1: Do you know what I think it is, and this this will sound silly to people that probably didn't. I remember on SmackDown versus Raw again, 2007. I did a career mode with Bobby Lashley. I've just loved him ever since.
0: I just wish we would have got the MMA version of Bobby Lashley. I didn't need I... Bobby Lashley and his sisters. I didn't need. <laughs> Do you remember that?
1: I was not only that, I was at the Raw that they set that up. It was here at the
0: O2. I didn't need him and the Hurt Business. This guy's like, this guy's jacked to fuck. No, I love
1: that. You know,
0: he's absolutely ripped and he's got a really good MMA record at Bellator. You did not need to put him with anyone. Him with MVP as his mouthpiece. I understood because Bobby Lashley's a shit promo. He's really not very good. But I, I just wanted him to come out not kind of like they did used to do with Brock Lesnar when he was young, come out with Paul Heyman, not say anything, rip people's heads off, shit down their necks and leave. That's all you really needed from Bobby Lashley. And instead we got, I'm a military man, I love my sisters,
1: I'm <laughs>
0: I've got these two chumps that have pretty bang average around me. One's too old and shouldn't be there anymore, and one's a cruiserweight that has had his time and then he he became I think they are and then he became like big pimping Bobby Lashley at night with with whores or just ladies whatever you want to call them gone way off track here I do apologize but I think we could have had a United States title match with Bobby Lashley and pick someone Kevin Owens for example You could have had Kevin Owens. He's the prize fighter. He's recently said that he's going after everything and everyone. So give him a match against Bobby Lashley instead of the Judgment Day, who, let's be honest, their gimmick, sorry, the Judgment Day, their gimmick is dead. It died when Edge left. It died before that. (laughs) Well, no, I actually quite liked him being like the Mafia boss, having these other two around him. That big giant chair he sat in didn't make him look very good because he looked about two foot tall, and then you got Damian Priest stood next to him behind this big chair that's about seven foot tall. You know, it didn't make him look very good, but it's better than what Judgment Day are now, I've got to say.
1: The next match was one that I, won't well, lie, I wasn't that much of a fan of. We had, uh, which is surprising, because I'm a, I'm a big Seth Rollins fan. I really like Seth. I always have, even since NXT. It was a good build to the match, but but I just, I I find Riddle so annoying. I think that might be the fact that I just don't like Matt Riddle. Because he's Matt Riddle again now. Yes, he's got his name back. Um, I just didn't enjoy the match. Although the the thing that I found the best was that Seth Rollins came dressed as Elton John. (laughs) Yes. Afterwards in the press conference, he came as Bret Hart. He had the hearts and everything. Oh, did he? I but didn't know that. His gear, I was looking at like, do you think he purposely came as Elton John? Or is it just irony? But he fucking looked like Elton John.
0: I think it was a tribute to Elton John. I genuinely do. Uh, being that Elton John is obviously such a, a megastar. Yes, in this country. Um, But I'm glad you said that you didn't enjoy this because I actually have real serious issues with this match. This match genuinely pissed me Perhaps. off. And I will tell you why. Firstly... This is one of the big bugbears that WWE have yet to fix, and I'm going to go into this. The last promo package they did, Seth Rollins called Matt Riddle out for his wife divorcing him and his kids not wanting to see him. And Matt Riddle probably cut the most believable promo I've ever seen in WWE. Where ever. are you? I'm,
1: I'm gonna you. I'm gonna, you? I'm going to
0: find you. I'm going to fuck you up he was livid. This Between the two of them, this was the best promo, the most realistic promo I think I've ever seen on WWE TV. And so Matt Riddle's like, I'm going to find you, I'm going to fuck you up. So we cut through to the pay-per-view. I'm thinking, they've built this up to such a blood feud, we're going to get Hell in a Cell at Clash in the Castle. That's what I thought we would get, and it would be this big surprise. Unfortunately, I've obviously... I've obviously got a more creative mind than some of the WWE stuff. But then again, most of us fans do what happens is they fucked it up from the very beginning because here's what should have happened is Seth Rollins should have come out dressed like Elton John singing and dancing and laughing his head off because he knows he's got into Matt Riddle's head and then Matt Riddle should come out, forget the scooter forget the fucking flip-flops, forget the fish flying out the end of the fucking flip-flops at the end. He should have come charging down that ring and smashed the fucking shit out of Seth Rollins for what Seth Rollins said. Yep. Because one of the things people talk about the rock being so over for his promos and being funny, the thing that got the rock over was his intensity. So when the time comes, when shit got serious, There was no laughing. There was no insults or mucking around. He just marched down to that ring and started whooping ass. And that is what Matt Riddle should have done in this match. Win, lose, or draw. I still think Matt Riddle should have fucking won as well, by the way. But he should have come down, and he should have been just smashing the shit out of Seth Rollins. And then we should have had weasel Seth Rollins trying to do whatever he could to escape and win. That would have been how I would have booked it. But That's not what we got. We got... Matt Riddle come out, come down on his scooter, jump in the ring, kick off his flip-flops, out come the flying fish. Why there's flying fish and giraffes and birds and umbrellas and shit coming out of his flip-flops? I've got no fucking idea. Drives me mental. And then you've got Seth Rollins swanning down very casually, dressed like Elton John, as you said. And Matt Riddle just stands in the ring waiting for him to get there. With the worst facials I've ever seen. If I'm Matt Riddle, I'm like, as soon as he hits that ramp, I'm running out and I'm beating the piss out of him. That is what I'm doing. He's insulted my children and brought up really personal shit. I would be smashing 10 tons of shit out of him. Work or shoot? I think it's a a shoot because they've got history.
1: Riddle's reaction.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not only that, but they've got history in the past. I think I may get this wrong. Twitter
1: beef. They had Twitter beef. But there
0: was a Twitter beef, because if I remember rightly, I may have got this completely wrong. If I have apologised, someone From NXT right? correct me in the comments if you listen to this pod. But if I remember rightly, Matt Riddle's ex-wife said something about Becky.
1: Yes.
0: And it got well out of hand for something that was I think she was just basically telling Becky that she needed to eat a sandwich. She wasn't she, she, like yeah, she thick said, enough for she wrestling. Said to
1: Becky that she was a fee, she didn't look good.
0: And then it spiraled out of there, and apparently that was squashed just sticking up it. for the woman. Yeah, and then so was Matt. But apparently they squashed that beef about six months ago, which well, allowed really? them to do this promo. After but, Matt's
1: recent account, so he—I was going to say—he doesn't stick it to anyone he wants to be stick. But we'll leave that there.
0: Yes, we. Yeah, we might discuss that another day. The the messages you <laughs> sent me were wow. Well, 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 well,
1: well. That
0: Riddle sent that I then sent. to you. Yes, sorry, just to, <laughs> just to clarify for our listeners. Dan sent me a screenshot of messages that have been made public from Matt Riddle to somebody, I don't know who. Some lady. Some lady. But I still think after everything that happened, especially considering Seth put Riddle out for a few weeks recently, Mm. this was the time for Matt Riddle to win, having had his children brought into it, having been injured by Seth. You know where this is leading though, don't you? Well, it's going to be extreme rules. It's, they're going to have to do, like, a cage match or a hell in a cell or something.
1: Yeah, where... So, I think this ends up with Randy coming back to beat Seth.
0: Why? I what's, mean, I don't... What's I, Randy going to
1: do with this at this point? Well, no, he's Riddle's buddy, isn't he?
0: No, I know, but this should be a match... That oh, no, I, I mean, Riddle I agree. Wins.
1: No, I agree. I
0: just think that's where they're going with it. Randy comes back to thing... fight for his friend's honour. The easiest thing for this outcome would have been for Matt Riddle to get disqualified for using an illegal object. Genuinely, that easy, and then you automatically, the Seth pinned him. From... No, from what I remember, it was like Seth started oh, dub- taking. Uh, no, his. it was a double. It was a
1: double. Riddle's out the ring. Seth is in the ring. Riddle slides back in.
0: He gives him one stomp, and then gives him one a second stomp, stomp goes, from the second buckle. The... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And that was after he was, like, taking the piss using some of Randy's moves and shit to piss Riddle off. But you didn't well, need to piss Riddle off in this match. That's my whole point. At the Ma- point during the match
1: where I called, I think Riddle, no, Seth went for the bro Derek.
0: Which yes, is he landed thing. it, if I
1: remember rightly. And then I said to my mate, Riddle wins this with the pedigree.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was convinced. And
0: obviously then the rest showed out, and I was wrong. Yeah. I thought Riddle winning this was a pedigree. But you didn't need to make this about Riddle losing control and it costing him the match because he never should have had control going into the match. He should have been completely pissed beating Seth up from the beginning to the end. Seth trying to escape and Matt Riddle getting disqualified because he ends up beating him with a chair or pulling out a sledgehammer or a kendo stick or sledgehammer. whatever. Just hitting him with his club. Getting counted out because they've got gone into the crowd and he's beating him up with garbage bins and, and God knows what else. There was so much more that they could have done with this match. And I thought this was actually, I know this may sound really harsh, but this was probably the worst booked match on the card. It's
1: the most disappointing match.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad you agree with me because everybody was telling me how like great this match was. No. And I actually thought this was a m- massive, massive letdown going say i'm sorry i've just ranted on that one but it really got my oh yeah my i go. think
1: you're right and then obviously after that we had the main event
0: drew's promo before he came
1: out that's that was fucking brilliant that hyped up the fans with his old tune there was a promo about drew being home etc drew's entrance was amazing again like a bit like edges the entrance was so good just i don't know about the TV, like the tv i was watching it on like you could genuinely hear like the pop, uh, I don't mean it's in the pop of the fans, but as in the pop the pop on the, the noise is hitting the speaker. Like, it, it's yeah. a bit too loud here. <laughs> it was amazing. I thought Roman, he's this character for Roman is so good. That bit where they're all singing like old Drew McIntyre and Roman's just giving them like filthy looks. Yeah, Shout and acknowledge me. I was like, it, fuck. Like, say what you want. Like Roman's great.
0: I'm gonna disagree
1: a little it bit was, here.
0: I, I, I think this is the second best version of Roman we've had. For me, I think the best version of Roman we had was when he was wrestling Jay. Yes. And he was like really conflicted, but he was like, I have to do this. I'm gonna I have to choke you out because I'm the head of the table. I had to prove I'm the head of the table. Mm. And if you don't respect if you don't acknowledge me, then I'm gonna have no choice, but I'm gonna have to fucking beat you into a pulp until you acknowledge me. I think that's the best Mm -hmm. Roman we ever got. I distinctly remember there was a scene. In a match with Jay, where Jay was laying flat on his face, and Roman was sat there with his head in his hands, in and he was like talking to him, his, himself, and he was like, "I don't want to do this. Why yeah, do I have to cell. do this? Why are you making me do this to you?" And then he just like picks him up, and I think it was the first time we saw him use the guillotine.
1: Yeah, because it was when the fuck out. it was the same match as Jimmy came back because Jimmy
0: was mm-hmm. trying to be like, "He's done. Leave him." Yeah, Roman he's like, like, "This not. is Josh, man. Leave him he's alone." i acknowledge then, you okay i acknowledge you we acknowledge you stop yeah because uh, even like roman coming out on his own
1: i think it was just it was just a call it was a spectacle rather than having the bloodline it was roman and drew and i think that added to it and then the match i i really enjoyed the match it was slow to get going but it made sense why like i got why it was
0: go that yeah they, there was a story to it which they, they played the crowd it yeah they knew that drew was going to be the king right the crowd really helped because they made roman look so vulnerable and that mm. was exactly what they were going for and yeah, the, the and fans really laid into it so and well there was and the other thing like so i going off topic, but i will bring it
1: back around at the end i watched i just before we did the podcast i watched tyler Bate and Bron breaker mm. and i thought it was a good match but there were so many false finishes
0: yeah, that's that's it's the cut of NXT.
1: Where Roman and Drew, there weren't that many. There was a lot there was a few like one outs, one and mm-hmm. out, which I thought would that make sense because it was Roman being desperate. It got to the point where Roman was trying to win the match. And I think there was a two count on a spear It was really close.
0: But I don't know if you've noticed, but that's been Drew McIntyre's thing since he came back to NXT years ago, was like you don't get many two counts with with McIntyre where he's so big and so strong you only got one count unless you really hit yeah. him hard I, mean, I actually the- like that because there are so many they're called near falls but they're not really near falls that I just don't feel that need to be done in modern yeah, wrestling will yeah. people like or clothesline someone and it's the first time they've hit the mat and then they'll cover them and try and pin them it's like Ooh. you're one minute into the match you've hit someone once and now you're trying to pin them and then the wonder, commentary team are like, oh, well, it affects their cardiovascular blah, blah, blah. It's just like, no, just shut up. Don't do it.
1: That's That was one of the things I had with Johnny Gargano. He loved. He loved a false finish. Him and Ciampala. Fuck me. Hopefully like they, we'll see they, less of that. And and then, the, yeah, and then obviously the match went on. There was genuinely a point where I thought, Drew's going to win. Drew's going to fucking win. Like, I hope he wins so, so did I, but I said, my, my mate Tom was saying, like, no, Drew's going to win. And I was saying, no, Roman is going to win. That Like, coming up to the match, even going up to the main event, I was like, Roman is winning.
0: But and there was realist- a point where I went,
1: Drew is going to fucking win this.
0: And realistically, if they were going to put the belt on Drew, this was the time and place to do yeah. it. and then there- Absolutely. Even if it was point, just for a brief run. There was a point, there was a moment where I think Roman hit two
1: or three spears in really quick succession. And Drew kicked out on a really close false finish. And I, that was the moment where I went, This is over. If he hits the Claymore, this is done. And then obviously they do the out of the ring stuff. They get in, Drew hits the Claymore. And I'm not even kidding you. So, me and my mate, he's sitting on his bed and I'm sitting on a chair next to it. We both sprung up and stood like we were, they got, they got us. Mm. We literally both strung up and were stood by the TV, like holding each other's arm, like this is it. The Claymore was hit. Roman's done one two and i thought this is the moment and then obviously then um what's his name sokoa yeah fucking- solo sokoa <laughs> that pulls the rest i think what they should have done is that they should have done raw in the uk because and you open the show with roman and sokoa because fucking booze would have been unreal but that's a fucking perfect way to debut a new member of i mean we knew it was coming from the dirty sheets as they
0: Lovingly called, I am going not surprisingly to disagree with you again. Oh. I don't think this is the way they should have debuted Solo Sokoa. Yes, I, I disagree with you, but I think this because be they have been in WWE. They've been building Solo Sokoa up in NXT as the street fighting Uso, basically. <laughs> um, he, he's basically like the street fighter, the grimy brother who who fought on the streets and you know, he was, he, was the, he was the really tough Uso, you know, he was the one you really didn't want to fuck with. So, for me, the debut, I would have debuted him as opposition to Roman, not in line with him. I would have been like, I would have had him come up and he would have been like, you and Jimmy and Jay, you've forgotten, like, you claim to be from the island, but you don't know the island kind of thing. You don't represent the island anymore. You claim to be the head of the table but that's disrespectful to the elders of of our tribe and i don't don't like you i don't respect you i don't acknowledge you and i'm dangerous because i'm the i'm the street fighter that will fuck you up and then i would have had him work his way through jimmy and jay and And roman try and sort of get him over but he won't come over and then eventually roman has to put him down i think that would like the jay
1: story but with longer
0: Someone who doesn't watch NXT,
1: I can't tell the facts going on in NXT. Outside of what's going on the Like I didn't even know who he was. I knew that I've read I read the rumour that he was gonna debut. So from point of view, I thought that was great. I mean I didn't know who he was from before. Obviously you just told me the backstory, but I didn't know mm. any of that. So from my angle, I saw it as a very good debut. My only thing that annoyed me is they did say like that's the Usos' brother. It not annoyed me, I guess is the wrong word. If he's the Uso's brother because you not
0: on the main roster,
1: call him an Uso.
0: Well, that's the other thing that confused me. Because, like, why would you not call him an Uso? Why, why can't if he be? He's so, going to be so, a what, member of the bloodline. What did you say his first name was? Sokola? Yeah, Solo Sokoa, his name is. So, why can't
1: he be Solo Uso? Yeah. Or Sokoa, or so. You know what I mean? Like.
0: Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get it either. It's that's the Sokoa, other thing. Like... like I said, that's why it doesn't make much sense to me. I, I think they took the easy route with this one. They I didn't
1: it. It. I, I did really like it.
0: They, they didn't have Jimmy and Jay there for alleged <laughs> they, uh, <can't. laughs> they were unfit to, not medically cleared, I think was the phrase. Well, yeah, um, that's
1: the story. The, the truth is Jay wasn't allowed in the country.
0: Oh, it was because
1: of his rap sheet? Mean because he's a naughty boy. Right, okay. Well, that's not
0: confirmed, but that's what is it's being going approved. around. Yeah. Um, well, I actually thought that was just the ruse, so that they would come out. So they were like, "Oh, they're not here tonight. They're medically not cleared, so they can't be here." And then they come out of the crowd when Roman needs them. I thought Sammy was going to come out, what to help Roman, but apparently he was medically uncleared as well. My fault was Sammy
1: again in this. Well, I didn't know about the Usos at this point. My fault for the main event was relevant to the finish. Sammy Zayn comes up. Sammy fucks up. Leading on, this will lead on to your Roman Kevin Owens bit. Mm. Sammy fucks up. The Usos turn on him. Kevin Owens comes out to save Sammy, and that sets the Usos away with them. And then your backs just Roman and Drew. Yes, um, I We had the Killer I think Cross that's bit, Larry, anyway. The Killer, yeah, Killer Cross. I think threw something at Drew. I he don't... threw a bottle of water at him. So that's obviously gonna the start next Yeah, so for Drew. I the, think... lot, as you said, the Austin Fury run in, Tyson Fury chilling him was fucking brilliant.
0: That was perfect.
1: Absolutely that, perfect. That that's where, where it, it should have stopped.
0: Yes, definitely. <laughs> that's where it should have stopped. We do not need Tyson Fury fucking singing. I don't know yeah. who agreed to this. I actually watched the... the... Did you watch Drew? Drew I goes, what... are we still on TV? <laughs> yeah. I actually watched the Tyson Fury-Usyk fight, and he was singing before that in a throne because it was supposed to be his retirement match. No, not Usyk. Uh, um... match. Was it what not was Usyk? It? No, it wasn't no, Usyk, Usyk. was it? It was... Um... It wasn't Deontay Wilder. It was
1: who the fuck did he fight? Who was De- it? Um,
0: yeah, no, it was Deontay Wilder. No, it wasn't. It was it was a British boxer.
1: Oh, who did he fight last? Like? Oh, Jesus, who was it? Chisora.
0: Yeah, was it was Derek Chisora. No, possibly. Where's he's, my phone? I need to Google now.
1: Offered- I'm googling it right now. Are he's you, offered oh that Anthony Joshua today. So Yeah, he
0: has. But he's supposed to be retired. So I, I messaged him. We've retired. Uh, um, It was Dillian, Dillian White. Dillian White. Thank you. I actually added him and I was like, I'm just curious. Your phrase retirement mean holiday
1: because no, you he, keep
0: saying that you're going, going in retirement. retirement.
1: He retires as often as Ric
0: Flair. Exactly. So you keep going into retirement. Uh, but yet you're now trying to get Anthony Joshua to have another fight and you've got another fight scheduled. I, am I the feel one sorry for his wife. Many, he keeps saying that like he's going to retire, and she's like, "I don't believe him, but I wish he would." But yeah, anyway, I'm sorry. Really going on... back on it, going back onto it, him chinning Dick the Dick dickhead—fucking great, absolutely perfect. We did not need him singing at the end of this. No.
1: So for me, like I would go as far as say that as a match, I think Roman and Drew was the best match, but because of the Tyson Fury bollocks at the end, it put that negative I... feeling on it. For me, that I was still... never the best match. I still would say
0: Gunter and Sheamus just because I love them beating the piss out of
1: each
0: other. For me, Sheamus versus Gunter was the match of the night. Imperium. And unlike a lot of people who rave about this pay-per-view, I actually really enjoyed this pay-per-view up until the last two matches. The situation with the Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle, and the fact that they didn't follow through on that last promo really killed it for me. And it really took it down a pitch. And there's one other spot that I wish they would stop fucking doing in WWE, which is where they keep, someone keeps spearing somebody else through the barricade. They've been doing it for years now. They do it every show, at least once, even if it's Raw, SmackDown, pay per view, whatever premium live event, I think they're called now. Someone always goes through that premium fucking barricade. And you need to stop doing that spot because you've killed it absolutely slaughtered it so it has no effect on anyone now because we know that people are going to get up in about 30 seconds after this enormous spot that's supposed to really really hurt and be damaging and nothing's happened if you're going to do that spot make it a count out spot so somebody actually gets Mm. counted out because it looks serious and while we're also on the subject of um outside ring stuff if you're doing a triple threat match or a multiple tag match, if someone's going to spend a little time on the outside of the ring, yeah, so don't have them
1: sitting there watching.
0: Yeah, so that <laughs> you can focus on just two people, then for fuck's sake, have a doctor come down, have them feign a knee injury and spend the rest of the match I, just limping. Who is it? Um, it was saw,
1: Damien Preet, no, no, there was a, there was a, there was a fall, a 2 full uh, two-count where you see edges like laying on the ring. I think Balor's covering him, and you literally can see Ray like, like
0: yeah. And I was like, it's like, "Well, this is this isn't out. This isn't it, is it? Look at Ray. <laughs> it's so fucking obvious." And it's just like, if you really do want someone out of the ring so you can focus on the people in the ring, then for fuck's sake, just give them an injury or something. They don't have to leave the arena. They just need their knee checked up on or their elbow checked up on or something. Like, or even just like, for the people in the
1: arena. Fine, you're gonna ruin the ring. Just tell them, like, get below the canvas so that your head's not popping out on the TV.
0: Well, no, because the thing is, is you know that they're there and you know that there's nothing really wrong with them because you've seen someone just go through a barricade and get up 30 seconds later. Mm. So you know that there's nothing wrong with them and they're just laying there in wait. At least if you've got a medical personnel checking out a shoulder or a knee or something it makes it look like they might not be able to continue the it's match. Story. Yeah. And then you can have them checked out and go, okay, I'm okay to carry on. And they can slowly climb up into the ring rather than just be like, it's like that nine spot where they're crawling hopelessly across the floor. That they're not going to make it. it. And then all of a sudden they jump up like they've got brand new batteries in them that and bounce into the ring. Every time. And then lay straight back down and fall down Dude, dead again.
1: Someone did that by what you said. A uh, main, I think it might have been then. Dean boils Ambrose. my
0: piss, honestly, it really does.
1: Now to John Moxley, I'm sure there was a. I think this is test your memory. Going back to Mania when Daniel Bryan won the IC belt. Right. Yep. I think there, it was a ladder match. Right. It was like it was like Luke Harper, Dolph, DB, Dane Ambrose, Cody Rhodes, someone else with Stardust, not Cody Rhodes. I think the Miz, maybe. Don't hold me to it. But Dean Ambrose was getting checked out by a medical staff. And I think he pushes the medical staff over to go and push someone off the ladder. Mm. And that was like, hey, that's
0: cool. Yeah, that's what you need to do. <laughs> make it look legit. Don't just get up after I'd 30 seconds. It's, it's, but ladder matches, while we're talking about it, while we're bugbears of, of wrestling, ladder matches are the worst. Because you get so many people climb the ladder and then they're batting constantly batting at the briefcase or whatever's up there, trying to wait, trying to slow it down, waiting for somebody to come and knock them off. It's quite simple. Just don't do that fucking spot because it looks stupid. One, I never
1: am not normally a massive fan of the ladder match. I love the Money in the Bank concept, but not always the ladder match itself. But do you remember the NXT North American debut ladder match?
0: Yeah, the six man. Oh, that was so good. Oh, it was <laughs> absolute carnage. Really
1: killian dane sullivan adam cole ec3 ricochet and someone else whoever the other one was i can't remember but that was a fantastic match
0: that was carnage
1: dream Dream?
0: possibly i think uh if not gargano or someone like that But it was that—that that was so carnage good. that match. But that spot where they keep going up there and they're like, "Oh, I can't reach it! I can't reach it! Oh my god, I'm pushing it! I'm pushing it!" It's just All like, this, for fuck's this sake. Good. You take one more step up. Yeah, that's got what I was it. about to say, and there We're is nobody the even near you. So either do a spot where like someone rushes in and knocks the ladder off. So like they do the Jeff Hardy spot where he's hanging on to the ring. And he's like oh, swinging around in the air, the and you've got
1: oh. put a
0: ladder up to get him or something. Do that, but don't just have someone climb the ladder and go, "Oh, I can't the reach it, I can't reach the it. and then like, wait five minutes for someone to come along and knock him off. The two years that
1: pissed me off the most: Money in the Bank when James Ellsworth won it for Carmella.
0: Oh God, that was atrocious.
1: <laughs> and then that was Vince McMahon all over that. Isn't it? Women's Money yeah. in the Bank, a man wins it, and the second one yeah. was. Don't you hear that Brock won it, even though he wasn't in the match?
0: Yes, he just ran in and then climbed up the ladder and grabbed the briefcase. The
1: thing that was most annoying about that is that Brock's music hits and Mustafa Ali is on top of the ropes holding the briefcase. Yeah. All he's got to do is unhook it and it doesn't matter what the big man doing at the end of the ring. is. Yeah, it's too late. doesn't go
0: and just watches. So, He's probably gonna beat you up for it, who but is the fuck the it.
1: Books
0: <laughs> yeah, it's awful. By the way, speaking <laughs> of that James Ellsworth one, you just reminded me I watched uh all in, all out, shake it all about for AEW today. Fucking hell, it wasn't on, the, it wasn't on and movie. no, but they did something similar to the James Ellsworth thing. They had a Joker, a wild card oh, yeah. uh entry, so it's random, nobody knows who it is, and um. So everybody's in except for this wild card. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, about seven people come out all dressed in black. Kind of like, what was that faction on WWE that was atrocious? All of them. (laughs) What what was it called? Retribution, was it? (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember it? They were dressed like that. And they came out and they beat up everyone. And then one of them climbed up the ladder and took the casino chip that's supposed to give you a title shot down. And then unveiled themselves. And it was Stokely Hathaway, who was Malcolm Bivins in WWE. And then he walks down. Malcolm. And then out comes the Joker. And then he gives him... Who
1: chip, was the Joker? He gives,
0: he gives the chip to the Joker. And the Joker goes to reveal himself. And then walks off without revealing it. He's like, no, oh, no, so no. Oh, so no one knows who it is. He goes, no, 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 no. I'm not revealing it now. And then later on, when MJF comes out, He's wearing the same mask as the Joker and then really oh, okay. to be MJF, so he's got his title shot. But yeah, so they fucked the ladder match that way. That's so yeah,
1: before. I think the Joker's always won.
0: But yeah, so that's that how stupid. it was. It was oh, it was just as stupid as the James Ellsworth thing, which is what got me to there. But yeah, I did enjoy overall. I did enjoy a Clash of the Castle. I have my gripes with it. I, th- I think they fucked up a couple of things, but. What, what baffled me the most out of all of it was bearing in mind the fact that Drew didn't wing, as I said to you earlier, win, sorry, as I said to you earlier, that made it even more baffling to me as to why they didn't give it the Intercontinental to Seamus because that would have been the perfect pop. Seamus, that would have been the perfect pop. At least Boy one homegrown person, for lack of a better word, would have, would have got a belt that night,
1: and it would have been a feel-good moment, wouldn't
0: it? It would, because and apparently Sheamus has been very clear in his YouTube stuff that it's a belt that he's never held that he's always wanted. So... No, oh, that might be the last one. He might be a Grand Slam champion if he wins that. Well, no, he's not, because he's not held the um, Universal. Universal. Everyone's funny. walking around, The Miz is walking around, calling himself a Grand Slam champion. He is. No, but he is. he's never held the Universal title. Yeah, didn't he beat Drew for it? No, he, that was the WWE title. Oh, fuck. So, yeah. So everybody's running around going, Oh, I'm a Grand Slam mega champion. Genuinely you're impressed not.
1: that The Miz, I remember that The Miz was a champion
0: in 2021. I know. Fucking astounding, isn't It it was great. It was, it was Queen, cool, cool. like King Jesus. shit out of He's someone I could really do without on WWE. Did he have money in the bank? No, um, Otis did, didn't he? Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, let's stop this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and on that note, I think we'll stop this podcast as well. Um, thank you very much for everybody who's tuned in to listen to us. Well, me okay. rage oh, no. basically more than anything. <laughs> so, I apologize to Dan for, for venting. So, that no, was good, but yeah, we will have to do this again soon. It's nice to see WWE are making some improvements, but they've still got a long way to go before they're AEW to a yes, your turn, AEW, to pull your fingers out of your ass, Tony Khan. Tell CM Punk to let go of your balls. Stop taking it. (laughs) Yeah, let go of your balls and do your goddamn job. A quick shout out again to our associates at the Proper Blokes Club and let us talk mental health. You can find their details on the uh, description of this podcast and we're going to have links to them on our Twitter page as well, which is at FBallFunders. Thank you very much for joining me, Dan. No problem. And we'll be back soon to talk more football. Also, before we go,
1: oh sorry, go on. Sorry, sorry, people. Just right. remembered. Uh, this is actually my third podcast in four days. So depending on the order that they come out, obviously we've got our usual football funders podcast, which is up and yep. up and up and ready. So go listen to last week's football funders. But depending on when this comes out, there's also the beginning of the NFL season this Sunday, this Thursday. Me and Pete did a recording for that after we did football funders last week. So there is going to be quite a packed week, week and a half, because you're going to have another funders show on Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday, depending on Ryan's time, because Ryan does all the editing. Depending on the time, we will have three or four podcasts. So it is going to be a busy little, uh, little run for the funders. Excellent. Right, well, thank
0: you again. And uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And, well, whatever pod drops next is the next one you can catch. Good night, Dan. Good night. And may you always have cookies. We'll